Welcome to Southern New Hampshire University's Social Sciences podcast, Agents of Change. Here we invite students and professionals to chat with us on topics of inclusion and diversity, student success, and their learning experiences. In this podcast, we will hear insights and personal accounts of people who have persisted against the odds and impacted positive social change. Join us as we learn how we can all be positive agents of change. Hello and welcome. This is Dr. Hector Garcia. I'll be your host for today's episode of our Agents of Change podcast. Today's theme is dealing with persistence, but we're really dealing with student persistence in overcoming challenges to their educational pursuits. Now, it's been said that persistence has been defined as a willingness to continue to try to succeed in the face of challenges. And for students, persistence can be a driving force to help them achieve their academic as well as personal goals. And so here at Agents of Change, we like to call upon some of our alumni students that can help provide valuable insights for our existing students on how to overcome challenges in their own educational pursuits. So we have a very special guest with us today, Wathma Desanayoka who is an alumni student from our very own criminal justice program. Wathma, welcome to the program. How are you? Thank you, Professor. It's nice to see you. I'm doing good. Very good. It's good to see you. So, Wathma, we want to pick your brain today about what some of these beautiful challenges that you had and how you overcame them. And we really want to learn from you as to what were the best practices that you employed to be able to get to the place where you are today, entering a doctoral program. And I remember Wathma was in our undergrad program. It seemed just like yesterday. So let, let's get to know you a little better. Wathma, please tell us a little bit about yourself and why you chose Southern New Hampshire University for your undergraduate education. Okay, thank you, Professor. So if you go into a little bit about myself, I am currently um, going to be starting my fall education in doctor program uh, in my clinical psychology in California. I'm currently living in Georgia and I'm working as a therapist uh, at a psychiatric ward. Um, so it's been a few years since I finished my undergrad. And what made me choose SNHU was during that time, I had just finished half of my undergrad at another institution. And due to certain reasons, I had to go back to Sri Lanka. And during that time, I wanted to um, get into a professional career. But to do so, I had to finish my undergrad. And while I was searching for places to do my undergrad, I stumbled upon SNHU. So I chose SNHU, one, because it was an online program. And because of my work hours, I figured that it was the best thing for me to do at that time. And yeah, I, I basically went from there. Good. I, and I'm very glad that you uh, that you chose us and you ended up in, in my criminal justice program where you were one of our finest students. So let me ask you then, how did you find the online format for your studies? How, how was it for you? Okay. So... 
Um, honestly speaking, Professor, um, at the beginning, it was a huge adjustment for me because I was always used to doing classroom settings. I'm sure anyone who comes into online formats, it will be a huge adjustment for them um, because this is a first time experience. But now with the COVID-19 situation and everything, I'm sure all the education is online. But during that time, it was a huge adjustment for me. And however, I, I found it as I went along, I found it easier as I was able to revisit certain topics that I didn't understand. I was able to go through the lecture videos again and again. And I also found that I could interact with my peers, although it was not in person, I could interact on the discussion, discussion forums. And even we were, we were even provided a student forum where we could actually interact with each other and ask questions. So all in all, I found my online experience to be a new challenge, but it wasn't that difficult as I expected it to be. Well, that's good to hear. Uh, we try to make the class format as user-friendly as possible. Well, that, that's good. I'm glad you said that that was a major challenge because that's kind of what I wanted to ask you next was, tell us what were those big challenges that you encountered um, that were kind of a blocking path for you? You you had a path, you wanted to go, but you, you found some challenges. Can you tell us a little bit about what those challenges were that really were in the way of your education and professional goals? Um, yes, Professor. Um, so I did come across a few challenges, I would say. Um, one during, um, one was that I found it really hard to balance my work as well as my education hours. But then I found that after I emailed all my professors and I explained my situation, many of the professors were very understanding they said they were always there to provide support and all the help we needed. And I also found that um, during my time when I was studying, um, I think it was the COVID-19 situation that was just coming in. And during that time, I actually was not in a good men mental place, but then I found out that it wasn't just me. I had more students, I had more friends who were in a similar situation and just the thought, just the understanding that another student was going through the same thing that I was going through was something comforting. Just knowing that, okay, this person is going through the same thing that I'm going through, and maybe this person will understand me and it's just not me, was, that was such a comforting feeling for me. Uh, and another thing was, um, like I said, uh, if it was actually in class, it would have been the travel time for me, but um, because it was online, I had to come back from work, finish all my work stuff, and then get back to into the study mode, which was another huge challenge for me. Yes, those are challenges that, that we had never faced before. Because of the COVID-19 pandemic, kind of got in the way of your education and the adjustments. But I, some of the things that are important from what you're saying is that you realize that you are not alone. You are just because you are in an online class doesn't mean you are alone. You had a lot of support. There were many, many other students who were in the same situation as you. And together, you, you bonded together and you're able to that way find support for each other. And it's always comforting to know when one is not alone on some journey and encountering issues that we have a big support family here. And through your discussions, through your interactions with 
myself as one of your professors and, and many other professors, you were able to overcome that. And eventually, as you said earlier, this was something that became kind of second nature to you. It was, you finished your work, very difficult, but you had another great tip for the students. You had the discipline to say, I have to finish my work and now it's time for my studies. Is it difficult? Yes. Is it something that we want to do every night? No, we'd rather do something else. Maybe go out outdoors, go out with a friend, go out to eat, just lay down and watch TV. But we have our responsibilities and you have realized what they are and that's what's helped you. So why don't you tell us about a major challenge? We, we like to hear stories here on our podcasts. We like to hear what the situation was. Where were you? What was happening? What was a major challenge? Because I'm sure, as you said earlier, we are in a common place with many students. And I myself am a student. Even though I have my degrees, I have gone back to school to get another degree. So I'm a student right now and I'm, I'm feeling some of the pressure too. So, but so please tell us an incident, a time where you had a major challenge and it was really impacting your degree pursuit. Okay. Um, so one of my biggest challenges in pursuing my undergrad was, as I said before, I had initially started my undergrad. I had traveled to USA and I started my undergrad at another institution. And due to certain factors, I had to come back home um, and take probably some time off from my undergrad. During that time, that was the time that I realized that I needed to get back on my feet and start my undergrad again. And that's where I signed up for SNHU. Um, so the signing up process and everything, it was easy, it was a breeze. SNHU helped me with all of that. But initially getting back into the study mode, into the study mentality, that was something that I struggled with a lot because I didn't do so well at my uh, before institution. And I found it, and, I, and mentally I wasn't in a good place either. And when I told this issue to my professors, I emailed them because as I just wanted to make sure that I just want to make sure that everyone knows that professors have um, work hours, office hours, just like in person, online also they have office hours and all students are welcome during office hours. So once I emailed one of my professors, they actually helped me. They actually told me to have a certain schedule, have your time, have your work time at this time and um, have your classes at this time. And I got back into the study mode. It wasn't easy at first, but with the help of my professors, my family, and my support system, I think I made a good recovery. So I could say that was one of my biggest challenges, getting back into the study mode. Well, that, that is a huge challenge mm -hmm. for anyone, especially in a place where you had to be going back home to Sri Lanka to take care of some issues. And now you're going to be approaching an online class for the first time. You're afraid, you don't know what to expect. Am I gonna make it? And so the key takeaway I got from that experience you had was the fact that you had a good support system, that we supported you here at SNHU, your professors did, that your counselor, your advisor did, that your friends and family did, and were able to collect those, those thoughts and put everything together on a nice path for you to follow. And so that's very important. Well, and that leads me to 
Um, another question, if you were to provide our students with some effective practices or tips for them to follow when, for example, they are faced with big challenges on their educational journey, what, what would you call those tips or how would you summarize them? Oh, thank you, Professor. So if we go into tips, some of the tips I would suggest, the number one tip I would suggest is always have a timetable. Always have a certain schedule. Make a timetable. Let's say you work from nine to five, then put it on your timetable. It's okay, just put from nine to five, I'm working. Then you come home and say, okay, from six to eight or something, I have my online classes. Always have a schedule, always time your things. If you have a certain schedule, it becomes consistent and you get used to that consistency. So that's one thing that I made sure to always have a timetable, always have certain hours allocated to studying. And the other thing is, it's okay to ask for help. There's nothing wrong with asking for help. I, I, sir, I, could, I can personally say that I had difficulty asking for help in the beginning because that is not something we have in our culture. We are always um, re resistant to ask for help. But I learned, I learned at SNHU with the professors always saying, you can always email me anytime. Just email me and I will always reply back to you during my office hours. Always ask for help. Professors are always there to reply back to you and help you in any way you can, any way they can. And don't let the work pile up. This is why this is where the timetable comes in. Don't let your work pile up. Let's say you have an assignment due on Sunday. Oh, I'm just gonna do it on Friday. No, no, that's a no-no. You you better start researching on Monday itself because one, this is an online classroom, and two, sometimes like me who had a time difference. So when I send an email, probably at nine night my time, the professor would get it the next day in the morning when he comes back into his office. So I had that issue, the time difference. Always, always, even if you have to, even if you think you have more time, always start your assignments first because it involves a lot of research. It involves gathering information. And when it comes to information, you need a lot of time to always fact check peer review articles, research journals. And the other thing is SNHU also provides a library where you can access all those journals and stuff. So utilize those opportunities, utilize all those resources that is provided to you. Don't, don't always be holding back, always ask for help, utilize the resources that you're given and always, always have a schedule. Well, Watma, those are excellent, excellent suggestions, not only for school, but for any endeavor, I think, any pursuit, any goal that we're pursuing, I think you have to have all of those included in that. And unfortunately, for some of us, we have to actually write this plan down and, and say, listen, Wathma says we need to you know, schedule the time. We need to ask for help when we need to. We need to utilize our resources properly. And we need to be disciplined. We need to have the time to, we need to stick to it. There's one thing about having a timetable, and there's another thing about sticking to it. So if you've committed yourself to do it, you do it. Now, psychologists, people who are in the know, tell us that for something to become a habit, we have to do it 21 days in a row. And I think once you get into that pattern, 
which 21 days really is three weeks. And our undergraduate classes are eight weeks long. And our graduate classes are 10 weeks long. So you get into that habit. And that's what you are telling us, that these good habits. Now, if we're talking about good habits, let's talk about what should the students stay away from. Those are good habits to have. But what are a few bad habits they could develop? that they need to stay away from to red, a red flag would come up. What, what would you tell the students? Some of those red flags are. Um, like I said, some of the red flags for me was work piling up me thinking to myself with my own mentality, me thinking to myself that, okay, I have more time. The assignments on Sunday. So let me just do it on Friday. That was one red flag for me, letting all my work pile up and thinking that I have all the time in the world. Uh, another one was um, I always thought to myself that I never spend more time with my friends or my family. I know that might sound like a red flag, but in reality, it's just something that you have to deal with till you finish your undergrad online because you have to make sure that you make aware of all your family members and your peers that you are doing this course and it will take you away from them during special times and they need to have an understanding. So it's somewhat like a red flag and not a red flag, but I would actually caution with that. Um, another one would be, like I said, not asking for help when you actually are in dire need of help. And another one would be just um, for most of us who are in the psychology field would be just researching on Google. Like I said, you can't just research on Google, use the library resources, use journal articles, use peer reviewed articles, and make sure that you're always using, you're always fact checking and using the stuff. Wafma, again, excellent, excellent recommendations and tips for students. You know, don't let that work pile up. For example, I know that I had some discussion questions I had to respond to two, right? You remember this? I had to respond to two by Thursday. But but you know what? Today's Wednesday. But you know what I did last night? I responded to the two. Now, today, I'm reading a chapter and seven, and then I'm going to read eight because I have to do a case study by Sunday. So my plan is to have the case study done by Friday. And so I have completed my both assignments. And then I could look at other students responding. I'm sure they're going to be responding to me. I have time to respond back to them. If you wait till Sunday, in our case here, you're going to miss out on, on the response. People are responding to you. They, they're asking you questions and you're not going to be able to enjoy it, to learn from it. Right. We're learning. So don't let that work pile up. Um, this was an important one because it kind of contradicts what some people think. You got a great family support system and friends. They supported you, right? But they have to understand that part of that support is that you are going to be taken away from them during certain times. You'll have less time to interact with them. But if they're supporting you correctly, then they know exactly what that is. Uh, and I wanted to key in a little bit on, on this one. Do not re rely on Google, right? Google is not 100% accurate. Blogs are not considered academic sources. That's another tip. You know, Facebook, uh, things on uh, different chat rooms, that, that's not a reference that you can use. 
So don't rely on Google, rely on your library. Everything in your library is peer reviewed, as you mentioned earlier, and can be utilized for their studies. Now, here's one that I want to ask you a little bit about. When you say, do not be afraid to ask for help, right? And that sounds, I mean, why would anyone be afraid to ask for help? But tell us, why would it, a student be afraid to ask for help in an online class? Yeah, so from my personal experience, since this was, this was a new experience for me, so when I had when I came upon a difficult question or a difficult situation, I had to type out that email and send it to my professor. Every time I typed a word, I was like, am I asking a stupid question? Is this something that I'm supposed to be knowing? Will the professor think that this is something that she should be knowing? That thought, that thought always came through my head. But in reality, it's okay. There's no such thing as stupid questions. There's no such thing as saying you should be knowing this. You're learning, you're in the process of learning. So it's totally okay to ask the question. Always get, it's okay to ask it, send it to your professor and get and clarify it. So there's always, so I think that's one thing that has, makes students hesitate to ask a question from professors. Now, I understand, um, the, you know, it's the old question. No, no question is a dumb question, but it's hard to understand it. I think in the online world, it's a little bit easier because you could send your professor an email or a message or something of, the, of similar nature where it's not in front of the whole class either. You could put it in general questions in your discussion board if you want also. And nobody really knows who you are. It's just a name out there. So I think with the online education, that, that's going to help them a lot. And I love what you said about it's a learning process. If you are here to learn and you do not ask questions, then we should probably just give you your diploma now because you know everything, right? And who's that person? I, I sure would like to meet him. Well, Wafman, do you have any closing tip or statement you want to make to these students to help push them over that obstacle hill? Yes, Professor. Um, so I'd like to say that don't give up. You're almost there. It's just a little bit more. Just a little bit more of sleepless nights, more studying. And like I said before, and I'll say it again, have a schedule, ask for help. There's no such thing as stupid questions. It's a learning process. You're human too, so it's always okay to ask for help. All right. Well, thanks very much to our special guest, SNHU alumni, Watma Desanyuka, uh, coming to us from Georgia, but soon to be in California. Thank you very much for all of these insights, and we truly hope that they would help out our students who are struggling or have these doubts that we can all make it. You did it here. You went to Sri Lanka. You started something that you never knew anything about in online, whole new school, whole new process, and here you are today entering a doctoral program in California of all places. So we wish you the best of luck. We thank you so much for joining us, and we hope that your words will inspire the students to reach even higher heights in their education and professional goals. Thank you very much, Wathma, and the best of luck to you in the future. Thank you for having me, Professor. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Southern New Hampshire University's Agents of Change, a social sciences podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast. 
rate and review us and be on the lookout for more exciting episodes. Goodbye for now.